don't forget to send us a text message. Click on the link in the show notes. Hello and welcome to another edition of the Typical Confusion Podcast. I'm your host, Jim Holiday. Happy New Year to everyone. I'm doing the best I can underneath the circumstances here. I'm fighting an injury. And I've got to go get checked out by the doc on the 11th to see if anything is wrong. Like a dope, I got dehydrated. Now Siri's in the background here trying to get in on the act. Isn't that just wonderful? Siri, nobody's talking to you. Shut up. Anyway, we got an action-packed show ready and waiting for you. So stay right there. This is the Typical Confusion Podcast, episode 186. More coming up next. Stay close. Skinner recently did a documentary on the dark side of movie making. A case in point was Alita Hutchinson who got shot dead from a prop gun and it ended up having a live round of ammunition. There were all kinds of cases. People getting their fingers blown off, people getting swept out to sea or river while shooting a scene. All kinds of things happen. Sylvester Stallone actually got knocked out because he didn't want to use a prop fight scene. He wanted to have a real thing happen. And he got himself clocked in the head and woke up and realized it was a bad idea. The movie business has always been dangerous. But most of us that enjoy being entertained don't realize how many people who've lost their lives and seriously injured while making films for our enjoyment. This is only a few examples, but I hope it will help us to appreciate the stars, crew, extras, and especially stunt persons who put themselves in danger to make the fantasy become real. On October the 21st, 2021, Alex Baldwin was starring in a western called Rust. When he was practicing a scene using a prop gun that was supposed to have been loaded with blanks, instead, somehow the gun had a live round in it. Baldwin pointed the gun at the camera and it went off and tragically killed director of photography Helena Hutchins, and the same bullet injured director Joel Souza. Rust was being filmed at the Bonanza Creek Ranch in Bonanza City, New Mexico. Helena's family agreed that it was a tragic accident, and a financial settlement was agreed to between Rust Movie Productions and producer and star Alex Baldwin and the Hutchinson Estate. There is still plans to resume filming in January 2023 at another location. 
Matthew Hutchins, the husband of Helena, said it would be a great memorial to his wife to have the film dedicated to her memory. There are still unanswered questions like, where did the live round come from? What about the two other accidents on the set? Where another live round was fired accidentally? And another where a crew member shot herself in the leg? And why did some Union crew members quit the film only days before the fatal accident, claiming that the set was unsafe? Why was the crew replaced with non-Union members only days before? The shooting is still under investigation. On July the 1st, 1914, while filming a silent movie, Across the Border, starring 16-year-old Grace McHugh. She was asked to reshoot a scene where she was to ride a horse across a river. The movie was complete, but the river crossing had been damaged in the production room, so the scene had to be reshot. The film was being shot on location on the Arkansas River near Canyon City, Colorado, where she was crossing the river was about 125 feet wide, but only three and a half feet deep. But the water was swift. After she got about 30 feet into the river, her horse stumbled and Grace fell off. An actor on horseback rode out to get her. They touched hands but separated, and she drifted downstream. Cameraman Owen Carter, a good swimmer, swam out nearly 320 feet. As he reached Grace, they both disappeared. Carter's body was found five days later, more than a mile downstream. Grace McHugh's body was found 12 days later, nine miles downstream. In 1915, Cecil B. DeMille directed The Captive. DeMille filmed a scene of soldiers breaking down a door using live ammunition. After the scene was over, he ordered the live ammunition replaced with blanks. Unfortunately, one of the extras left a live round in the rifle, killing another extra by the name of Charles Chandler by shooting him in the head. Charles Chandler fell dead on the spot. In 1919, while on his way to Oregon from California to star in a film, The Valley of the Giants, Wallace Reed was injured in a train wreck. He received a scalp wound. In order to finish the film, the studio prescribed morphine for pain so that he could keep working. As his pain continued, he was prescribed more and more. Reed soon became addicted to morphine that eventually ruined his career. On January the 18, 1923, Wallace Reed passed away at the age of 31 while being treated at a sanatorium trying to overcome his addiction. Also in 1919, comedy star Harold Lloyd, who was known for thrill sequences such as chase scenes and daredevil physical stunts, on August the 21st, 1919, Lloyd went to the Los Angeles Witzel Photograph Studio 
to do some publicity photos. As a gag for the camera, he lit his cigar on a burning fuse of a prop bomb. The first try didn't work because the prop made so much smoke the pictures were unclear. Lloyd then reached and grabbed another bomb, but unbelievably this time the bomb was real. It blew off Lloyd's right thumb and forefinger. He was blinded by the blast and doctors thought he would lose his sight permanently. Thankfully, they were wrong. His sight slowly returned, but he always wore a prosthetic to hide the injured hand. His face and chest were severely burned along with the cameraman and director who was standing nearby. Lloyd continued his acting career for years after the accident, but he kept the severity of his injuries from the public. On November 30, 1923, Silent Star Actress Martha Mansfield was on location in San Antonio, Texas, working on the film The Worms of Virginia, a Civil War film where Mansfield's character, a Southerner, marries her childhood sweetheart who fights for the Union. When he's captured, she saves him, but then he begins betraying her. Martha had just finished a scene where she was in full costume in a looped skirt with frills and lace. She retired to her car to rest. It's believed that someone threw a match that landed on her dress. Others thought a match was thrown through the car window, or she might have lit the cigarette herself, which her mother denied by saying she didn't like the smell of cigarettes. Some say that the chauffeur might have lit a cigarette. Her leading man, Winfield Latell, threw his heavy coat over her, saving her face and neck, while the chauffeur was trying to pull her burning clothes off, suffering burns to his hands and arms. The next day on November the 30th, actress Martha Mansfield passed away at the age of 24. This is Martha with John Barrymore in Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde. And this is Martha starring with Bella Lugosi in The Silent Command. In 1930, producer and director Howard Hughes was in the process of filming Hell's Angels that starred Gene Harlow. The movie was to have a flying scene that stunt pilots said was so dangerous that they refused to fly and do the stunt. Hughes decided to fly the stunt himself. A bad decision. Hughes' plane crashed and his head was severely injured, requiring plastic surgery to repair his face. However, his left cheekbone could not be repaired. In 1934, Claudette Colbert was on location in Hawaii filming four frightened people when a scene required her to wade up to her neck in filthy swamp water. The nurse on the set said no. Colbert had just had an appendectomy surgery the day before, and she warned that the change of infection was too great. Wanting to stay on schedule, pressure was put on the actress to do the scene. The film was delayed anyway when Colbert was hospitalized with infection and a severe fever. 
That same year, director John Ford was in Yuma, Arizona, filming The Last Patrol. The desert heat was so bad, Ford worked the crew only early in the morning and late in the afternoon to avoid the heat. However, one of the producers, Cliff Reed, tried to pressure Ford to work the crew the entire day. When Ford refused, the producer said that he would work himself during the hottest part of the day and prove his point. He was transported to the local hospital with heat exhaustion. On December the 23rd, 1938, while filming The Wizard of Oz, Margaret Hamilton, who was playing the Wicked Witch of the West, in a scene where she was supposed to make a fiery exit from Munskin land, the scene went wrong. Margaret was supposed to escape through a trap door as the fire and smoke exploded, but the trap door didn't open, and Margaret was engulfed in flames. She received second-degree burns on her face and third-degree burns on her hands. She spent six weeks recovering. In 1939, while filming the movie Jesse James starring Tyrone Power, the scene where Frank and Jesse jumped off of a high cliff into a river to avoid being caught by the law was filmed at the Lake of the Ozarks in south-central Missouri. When the horse and stuntman jumped off the cliff, the horse was killed from the fall. The cameraman shot the jump from different angles to appear like Jesse and Frank both jumped. When the American Humane Society learned about the dead horse, they began monitoring the treatment of animals in movies. In 1941, Earl Flynn and Olivia de Havilland starred in Warner Brothers' film they died with their boots on. A fictitious story about the very real Lieutenant Colonel George Armstrong Custer. Three men died while filming this movie. One from a heart attack, one fell off a horse and broke his neck, and a friend of Earl Flynn's, Jack Budlong, who often played polo with Flynn, asked if he could be an extra in the film. Did a cavalry charge where Flynn was leading Union troops and Jack Budlong was on the other side wearing a Confederate uniform. In order to make this scene more realistic, Budlong insisted on using a real saber during the charge. His horse, scared from an explosive charge, led off during the scene, began bucking and throwed its rider. Unfortunately, Bud Long landed on his own saber. He was so injured, he passed away in a Los Angeles hospital within a few hours. Jack Bud Long was 28 years old. In 1950, Western sidekick to Cowboy star Gene Autry, Pet Buttram, who years later will be Mr. Haney on the TV show Green Acres was working on the set at Pioneer Town, some 35 miles from 29 Palms, California. Buttram was working on Gene Autry's TV show called The Peacemaker. He was standing next to a brass cannon that was supposed to be fired with flash powder. Instead, the cannon exploded and struck Pat with shrapnel, 
cutting a gash across his chest a foot long and four inches wide. His left lung was punctured. His chin was nearly blown off, and an artery in his left leg was severed. Pat said his friend Gene Autry had a doctor flown in before the ambulance could arrive because they were filming so far out in the desert. Bartram will fully recover after several months in the hospital. He said, Gene kept me on the payroll. In 1958, actor Tyrone Power was working on a set, Solomon and Sheba, when he had just finished filming a fighting scene with George Sanders, he immediately fell to the floor with a massive heart attack. He passed away on the way to the hospital. Tyrone Power was 44 years old. Yul Brenner was called in to finish the film. In 1959, John Wayne and William Holden were starred in a Civil War film called The Horse Soldiers. John Ford was the director, and the film was being shot in Nacogdoches, Louisiana. Ford had a friend, Fred Kennedy, who was serving as a veteran stuntman and bit player. While filming the final battle scene, Kennedy was performing a horse fall when something went wrong. Fred suffered a broken neck and soon passed away. Fred was playing the part of William Holden. Custis Towers was playing Holden's love interest, and she was supposed to run out to Holden and embrace him and say, Oh, my dear. When she embraced Kennedy, there was no response. Fred Kennedy was 49 years old. Ford was so upset he closed the set with two days filming left. The film had to be shortened, and the rest was filmed back in California. Also in 1959, while co-starring with Gary Cooper in They Came to Cordura, Dick York severely damaged his back by tearing muscles loose down the right side of his back. While shooting the scene where York and Cooper were pedaling a handcart down the railroad with several wounded soldiers riding on the cart when the director yelled, Cut! York was on a downstroke when one of the wounded soldiers grabbed the handle. The upper swing throwed York several feet in the air. The pain caused him to become reliant on muscle relaxers, codeine, and sleeping pills, which will later cost him his best-remembered role as Darren Stevens on Bewitched. In 1960, Audrey Hepburn started along with Burt Lancaster in her only western, The Unforgiven. While rehearsing a scene, Hepburn fell from a horse, breaking two vertebrae in her back. She was pregnant at the time and will later suffer a miscarriage. She was flown to a hospital where she spent six weeks recovering. And when she did return to the set, she was wearing a back brace, and her wardrobe had to be changed to hide the brace. On September the 28th, 1966, actor Eric Fleming was filming a two-part series entitled High Jungle on location at Tango Mero, Peru. 
Fleming was best known as playing trail boss Gil Favor on CBS's television series Rawhide. His stern persona on film reflected his hard life growing up. His dad beat him and his mother mercilessly. He always said his dad was a monster. When he was eight years old, he slipped a gun from the gun cabinet and held it to his dad's head and pulled the trigger. The gun didn't fire, but the point was made. He lived with his mother for a while after she got a divorce. Fleming served as a carpenter and handyman at one of the movie studios, leading him into acting. While feminist scene with co-star Nico Minardo, where the two was crossing a Peruvian river in a dugout canoe. The river was swift and the dugout turned over. Nico Minardo made it safely to the bank, but Eric drowned in the turbulent river. Eric Fleming was 41 years old. In 1979, Lee Majors, Jennifer O'Neill, and George Kennedy was on location in Fayette County, Lexington, Kentucky, working on the film Steel. George Kennedy's character, Big Lou Cassidy, was supposed to die from a fall off a building. Taking the place of George Kennedy's character, stuntman A.J. Backus had already jumped from a nine-story construction site, successfully completing the scene. Backus had gained the high dive record while doubling for Burt Reynolds in Hooper the year before in 1978. The movie still was already completed when Backus learned that stuntman Dar Robinson had broken his high dive record he talked producer Lee Majors into letting him regain his record by jumping from a 22-floor building. This is Majors interviewing Bacchus before the jump. For 16 weeks preparing for this, you and everyone else on the crew, and, and I'd like to thank everybody in Kentucky for their hospitality, for helping us out so much. Now go on back and keep preparing because I want to keep you around. Well, it should be exciting, but uh, one thing I'd like to know, World record's worth the risk. It's obvious to A.J. Bakunas that it is. We'll see. Everything went perfect during the jump, even turning the right way before the impact. Unfortunately, the impact bag burst under the pressure. Bacchus continued through the bag, hitting the ground. He was rushed to the hospital, and A.J. Bacchus passed away the next day at the age of 27. Two years before A.J. lost his life, stuntman Dar Robinson was working on The Million Dollar Mystery. Robinson held the title for freefall from a helicopter 286 feet into a 30-foot high airbag that he had designed himself. He had jumped from a cliff for Steve McQueen on Papillon. The Million Dollar Mystery was filmed partly in Glen Canyon, Utah. While filming a routine stunt, riding a motorcycle, traveling at a high rate of speed, 75 miles per hour, while going around a steep curve, Dar lost control of his cycle and plunged 40 feet down an embankment. 
On November 21, 1986, Dar Allen Robinson lost his life at the age of 39. Dar broke 19 world records, set 21 world firsts. He had never broken a bone in his career until his last stunt. In 1985, Sylvester Stallone was starring in Rocky IV. He wanted the fight scenes to appear as real as possible, but the choreographed fight didn't satisfy him. So he told Dolph Lundergan, a martial arts expert and actor, to forget the fake fight and do his best to clock him. Bad decision. He got beat up so bad he ended up in the hospital ICU for nine days. Doctors said the powerful punch Stallone received hit the rib cage and knocked the ribs against his heart. Such damage was usually found during a car crash. On the 25th of May, 1990, Michael J. Fox was starred in Back to the Future Part 3. He was performing a scene where he was being hung. He had practiced the stunt before and everything went as planned. Stunt actors did the wide shots, but Fox agreed to do the close-up. He was unable to get his hands up in the right position in time, so the rope got tight and cut his air off. Fox said he swung several seconds before Bob Zemeckis realized that he just wasn't that good of an actor. In 1978, stuntman John Shepard was doubling for actor Jason Robarts in Comes a Horseman. Robarts' character was supposed to be dragged to death by a horse. Shepard had performed many stunts being dragged by a horse. However, this time the horse didn't run in a straight line causing Shepard to strike his head against a fence post, causing his death. In 1969, actor Jeffrey Hunter was starred in an Italian Chicago Mafia film called Viva America. While filming in Spain, Hunter was injured in a scene where he was sitting in a car and someone shoots through the window. The prop charges that was supposed to blow the window outward, instead blowed it in, giving Jeffrey a severe concussion. On the flight back home, his wife said that he lost the ability to speak and his legs went numb. Doctors in L.A. said that he had gone into shock, plus having a very severe concussion. Jeffrey and his wife had dinner with Jack Elam and his wife on the night of the 26th. The next day, Hunter was found by his wife laying on their hard marble floor. She had only left him for a short time. It was believed that Jeffrey Hunter got dizzy and fell down three step stairs, struck his head on the hard floor. Doctors said that he had a severe, massive cerebral hemorrhage. Jeffrey Hunter passed away on 27 May 1969, at the age of 42. In 2000, while filming a Steven Seagal film, Exit Wounds, 35-year-old stuntman Chris Lamont was performing a scene where he was to jump out of the back of a truck 
being pulled upside down to represent a crash. When Chris jumped, he lost his footing, striking his head on the hard pavement. Chris Lamont died in the hospital a week later. In 2006, Warner Brothers Senior Vice President told The Hollywood Reporter that Chris landed badly and struck his head on the pavement. But, he said, it doesn't happen very often. Between 1990 and 2016, there's been 45 deaths and over 150 life-altering accidents on movie sets. Off. <laughs> 